catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. One of the things that allowed you to find this show was it had to either be suggested or somebody's told you about it. We're trying to get to 1000 reviews across all of our audio platforms. However, you are listening to this right now, there's somebody else just like you and we want to reach them and we want them to know that, hey, there's a resource here. There's a community. Would you mind leaving us a review? The more reviews that we have, other people just like yourself get a chance to hear and see this show. So if you don't mind, please just drop us a review. It takes literally five, 10 seconds on whatever platform that you're listening to. I'd really appreciate it. Let's get into the episode. That person, if they want to start a side business that they eventually want to turn into a larger business, or they want to grow their side business, the first thing they've got to do is, is these two things. They've got to become the kind of customer that they expect to have. And on the other side, you have to start to be the employee that you expect to have. Because one day you're gonna grow this business, you're gonna to wanna to have employees, you're gonna to wanna to have business partners. So you gotta start being ethical at work. You've gotta start showing up on time at work. Stop coming to work with a mindset of, I hate this job, I'm not doing this, or that's outside of my job description. Because they've already got the infrastructure. Learn it, learn their infrastructure, learn their business processes, learn their SOPs, learn how they're marketing, and then translate those into your business and ultimately just just make sure you're being the best possible employee you can you should go to work actually with the mindset of own your task you own the thing that you're doing and it'll be so much easier to transition and and translate those skills into your own business you are now listening to the grow your side business podcast where i help ambitious employees develop their side business in a five-day challenge you can go to growyoursidebusiness.com right now and while you are here listening to the audio experience i thank you so much because however you found us that is awesome my job as a former corporate employee who's been able to build multiple side businesses and help a lot of other people is to help you do the same you're in the right place at the right time in your life Life. Let's listen to today's episode. I help ambitious employees be able to monetize what they already know in 30 days. If you want more information about my work and what we can do to help you as an ambitious employee, please go to thesidehustlesecrets.com or you can go to our main website, growyoursidebusiness.com. You'll see the Side Hustle Secrets course. Go take that so that way you can start to monetize the information that you have in your head. So with that being said, listen, today's guest is... Uh, one that I highly, highly respect. And I know after this interview, you're going to do the same. And the main reason is, is because uh, he has a story, story similar to most of us, right? A hardworking person who cares about him and his family and most of all the mission, right? More importantly, he's been on a few missions. We'll get into that in a moment. But more, the other thing that I love about what he is doing is that he is showing up every day authentically himself. He has a very successful podcast and just had a crazy viral video, which we'll get into that in a moment, uh, not too long ago. But he has a great podcast called Success Leaves Clues Podcast. I want you to go check that out as well as you follow here. Um, I've gotten to know him through one of the masterminds that we are part of. 
And uh, he's just a dope individual doing some great things. And I'm going to get out the way and stop talking. So I wanted everybody to get a chance to meet a great gentleman. We call him Dr. K. Washington. What's going on, sir? Hey, what's going on? Man, it's good to have you on the show. Listen, um, I want to I want to I want to do this. Introduce yourself to everybody. Let everybody know like what you do. And then I I, I want to start kind of in the middle of your story, because um, what I've gotten a chance to see and kind of and kind of experience about what you're doing, I think is pretty unique. So tell everybody who you are, what it is that you do. And then, uh, man, let's get into it. because This is going to be good. I'm Dr. K. I'm a podcaster. Um, I, I put that out there because you have to have an identity. And so I identify myself as a podcaster. I do um, have a side business. I've had side businesses. Um, I know the value of those. I uh, have uh, had brick and mortar businesses, investor, and some other things, but I, I have to put the stamp on being a podcaster so people can identify with that. Absolutely, man. Well, man, listen, I, I think what you're doing is just uh, some incredible stuff. So Here's what I want to do. I want to I want to kind of talk about let, let's start here. Give everybody a sense of uh, you're a veteran, first of all. So thank you for, for all that you have done in the way of making what we do possible. But I want to talk about what was life like? Let's start after you came home. Tell everybody how long you served active duty. And then. Talk to me about what what it was like when you came home. Like what what were you sensing and feeling? And more importantly, how did you define work at that point? Because I, I I've talked to a lot of my friends who are veterans, and especially those who've been in combat. It's hard for them to process what our version of work is of those who've never served in that case, right? Talk to me, you know, tell everybody like you know how long you served and then. How did you have to redefine that? And what was that journey like for you? Yeah. Um, so I served for 10 years. And so your question is, I'm taking it two different places. So you've got, when you say came home, I'm thinking, are you, are you, are you talking about come home from combat? Or are you talking about come home from when I retired and exited the military? Uh, retired and exited the military. But even give people a sense, yeah. too, of what it's like for a combat veteran to come home and then have to understand and redefine what work is. So you can talk to both sides. Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, I'll, t I'll talk about when you get out, when I got out of the military. Um, the military, as most people know, is very structured, right? And so everything's planned for you. You have, uh, you, you know, what time you're gonna get up and, and work out. First thing you do every morning is work out, usually about five, six o'clock in the morning. Uh, so <laughs> a lot of people talk about now, like crazy on social media, right? Get up and, and 4 a.m., 5 a.m., workout, you know, start your day and stuff. I was like, I've been doing that my whole life. It's just, you know, instilled in you. But um, so you got that kind of structure, but the structure goes past there. It's even for your career. And so they map out things and you have somebody who's called a career counselor who kind of guides you through where you want to be in life. But that doesn't necessarily exist for the corporate sector. That doesn't exist for uh, you know, what your goals are with your family, what your goals are for your spiritual journey, you know, things like that. And so when I got out of the military, uh, I got into entrepreneurship, but I found that to be a gap. You know, that was a, a, a large void. And, you know, I, I, I think everybody needs to have, you know, somebody to help them direct themselves on the path uh, to their successful journey. Yeah. You know, as you as you talk about that, um, how did. 
what year did you did you did you retire? Uh, 2015. 2015. So you you were active, you know, throughout, you know, the early 2000s. You've seen yeah. you've understood life and the transitions of what was going on from a very different perspective. Were you prepared to retire? Or no. you know, really? No. Why why do you think you weren't prepared? Um, good question. I, it, it, so I retired, I had a medical retirement, right? So, um, you know, through combat and things, I had some injuries and I was, I was forced to get out the military. So typically, um, most people that want to retire from the military, they already plan for 20, 25 year career. So I was 10 years, you know, about halfway through with that career, I didn't have a plan on retiring. And so when it was kind of put on me, I had to just get ready and get ready quick. Yeah. So, you know, when you think about just that, that journey, um, talk to me about what it was like, you know, returning home and now having this new structure of, you know, the great thing is you get to see your family more. Right. Yeah. Uh, but there's what were some of those things that kind of maybe caught you off guard after, you know, finally being home and being able to retire where you were like, oh, I didn't see that coming or I didn't think about this part or I wasn't really prepared for these things. What were kind of some of those nuances that you just wouldn't have understood until you fully like, you know, have had been home for a while? Yeah, well, um, everything was brand new because I transitioned from the military into entrepreneurship. Uh, so everything was a shock. You know, it was a shock for, you know, how to run a business. Um how to stay disciplined yourself and, and push yourself to go forward and things like that. But um, luckily it, it wasn't in the plan, but maybe, you know, God was already setting me up, but me and my wife had a side business already. So we was uh, doing network marketing and while I was in the military. So I was already familiar with, um, you know, how to structure some things. They, they, they teach you a lot in network marketing on how to, uh, you know, have meetings, how to show up, uh, sales, all, all these different skills that are very valuable um, in any type of business, whether it's brick and mortar or um, service industry, anything like that. So I was blessed to be um, already, you know, have this side business that was bringing in some income and then also teaching me those things. So as you were doing that business, how did you recognize like, it was best for you because some people would say, Dr. K, like some people would say like, listen, I ain't cut out for network marketing. Some people would say, you know what? It sounds great, right? I hear all these people with, you know, this flash and everything else, but I don't see the good in it for me. Why did you get, why did you see the value of what you were learning that were the intangible parts of being in that industry? Yeah. So you, you say like um, it may not be for somebody. I think I think network marketing or a side business, I'm saying network marketing, but you could plug that in with any side business is, is good for everybody. And the reason I, I look at it from that perspective is because it allows you to have your main source of income. Right. And, and you're you're not fighting and struggling, trying to take care of your family and take care of your bills, which actually pulls from your bottom line. Right. That pulls from your profit when you're trying to you know, take the profits from this business and you can't fuel and feed that business. But network marketing, you know, in particular helps you to 
uh, learn a lot about yourself. The first thing that most network marketing companies that I'm familiar with teach you is about mindset. And so you start, you know, you start reading, you start being around like-minded people who are going to elevate you and take you to a whole nother level, um, change and reprogram some of your thinking because we've all been brought up to, you know, get a good education, get a good job, you know, that line of thinking. And, um, you know, once you get into entrepreneurship, starting a side business or getting into network marketing, that whole mindset shifts. Yeah, absolutely. So you did that. And then, you know, let's talk about like, why do you like, why would you say for you? Why would you say if somebody's watching this right now or they're listening right now and they're mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm working my day job, but I, you know, I don't, I, I'm thinking about doing a side business, but I'm not really sure. Why would you say somebody should step out given the climate, right? Like we know what's, you know, the world, yeah. but like, why would you say like right now, I, I would still highly suggest a person explore starting a side business right now. So I think everybody needs to have a side business because everybody needs to have another prong, another leg to stand on. If we look at like a tripod or something like that, mm -hmm. you don't want your family and your whole infrastructure to be built off of one leg. And if that leg gets swiped out from under you, like it did with me, you know, having to be put out the military early, um, what, what are you going to do? You know, what's your, what's your game plan? You know, if, if plan A doesn't work mm -hmm. and I think having a side business, you know, really sets you up and can cushion that. If anything else, let's just say you're happy with your, your, your current employment. A lot of people love what they do. They're passionate about it. And you want to just have that extra income. So now you can take that money and you can have investment funds and something like that. So I don't see why anybody would, would pass that up. Hey, hey, I know you're enjoying this episode, but I wanted to stop you really quickly and just ask you, did you know about the triangle of value that you provide in your corporate job today? Yes, profession practices, and principles, and all of those your company is leveraging. Why aren't you? I mean, actually building out your own side business. So let me show you what I'm talking about. So I built something called Side Hustle Secrets. The Side Hustle Secrets is your opportunity to be able to take the knowledge that you have in your head right now and actually learn how to build you a profitable side business. There's a ton of value of things that you're going to be able to get in here, but there's one thing that I wanted to be able to show you because I know that for many of you, you are like me. One day you woke up and realized, you know what? This job ain't enough. In fact, you realize that if something ever happened, I am going to be in trouble. And I learned a little too late. I had to go through two corporate layoffs going from almost $80,000 a year down to $9.13 work in retail because I never got it. Even though I had the title, I thought my job was secure. I never secured my own financial future. So I'm giving you the shot. Grab the link below. Go to growyoursidebusiness.com right now. Jump into the Side Hustle Secrets course. Let me show you how to take what's in your head and go build something with it. Back to the episode. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk about success leaves clues. Let's talk. I want to I want to hear the story behind like. First of all, there's a million and one other things that you could have put your hands on, right? You, like you said, you are you, you took you put your hands on network marketing. Um, you know, you 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 probably tried a few other things. How did you end up saying, "Wait a second, I'm a podcaster, though," right? Like, talk to us about like how did you arrive at podcasting? I I got to thank my wife. As a lot of things that happened 
you know, for me or to me in life, I always credit my wife with because she's a lot of times the push. You know, I, I might have a little spark or an idea and uh, she really just gets behind me and reinforces that. So I'm blessed, you know, to have her, you know, with me. But I was I was talking about podcasts and I was talking about starting a podcast, but I really wasn't getting any traction, really wasn't, um, you know, taking the action that I needed to take. And um, she she got me into the course and the mastermind that, uh, you know, we were both a part of. And let me tell you, it was life changing. It was it was something that I am really glad that I took that investment in myself, um, you know, to help me propel my career in, in podcast. And I couldn't have did it alone. Yeah, absolutely. So, so talk to us a little bit about like, how did you determine what you would talk about? How did you how did you find the lane that you wanted to stick in? Because, you know, podcasting like business, right? It's like, well, there's yep. a million and one things you could sell right out here, right? Like there's a million and one things that you could talk about. How did you arrive at discovery on what you wanted to do? And then tell everybody, like, how did you come up with this cool title? Because it's like, it's a phrase that people use all the time, which I would think is a yep. part of your strategy. Right. But nobody ever thought to like stamp it on something to make people go, oh, yeah, now I can identify with that show. So, like, how did you arrive there? Well, we'll start with the title first. So Success Leaves Clues podcast. Like I said, I have a network marketing background. And so that's something that we, we used to say, you know, all the time is success leaves clues. If this person right here became successful and I want to get to that level, all I have to do is follow the clues. Success is an adult game of follow the leader. I don't have to recreate mm. anything, right? Chris right now is 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 giving people a game. He's 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 going live, he's streaming, he's got a group, and all these people have to do is follow you in that group. They don't have to recreate what Chris has already done. Chris is already successful. So why would I, you know, spend all the time and labor in recreating these things when I can just you know, show people the roadmap that they can follow if they're if they're smart enough to follow it. I mean, it's not rocket science. Somebody's done it already, and it's it's been proven to be successful. But in yeah, terms 100%. of in, in in terms of the niche and how I came up with that niche, I I told you about the transition from the military. We mm -hmm. had a lot of structure. We had you know career counselors, people to help you you know get to where it is that you wanted to be. Um, well, when I got into the civilian life entrepreneurship the corporate sector there's there's nobody there that's going to help you know guide you along the way and so with this show i was like look if i can interview two people corporate execs and entrepreneurs and not only talk about their success and what's made them successful but more so focus on their pitfalls their shortcomings you know the things that i can help other people to avoid and get there faster because we're all on this same journey to success. But if we can avoid, you know, some of the obstacles, you can get there that much faster. You know, um, you said something that was pretty interesting. Uh, and I want to I want to kind of understand it better. You said it, it was it was because of your wife that you kind of, you know, she you had the spark, but she kind of put it put it behind you to make you go. All right, let me go pursue this. How has the relationship between your your wife uh, and you changed as it related to going from being in service in the military to now going into entrepreneurship. What has that dynamic been like and what have you noticed about the the relationship as a whole? Man, Ooh, you're good at this. <laughs> <laughs> you 
should you should be a podcaster. I should be. I should I should probably start one. I don't know. It's just <laughs> Yeah. Um well I think it's been a shift in in our roles as in terms of leadership. So with me being in the military, I was the I was the leader. Everything when I say I was the leader, I'm talking about in terms of career and movement. So everything was geared around my career. We really didn't have much choice. If they say if they, if they say I'm going away, if I'm going to Iraq, if I'm going to Kuwait, if I'm going to Italy, I'm gone. I don't have a choice. And so now my wife has to either adjust her job, quit her job, whatever adjustments life has to happen for her to support my career. And so now it's been a shift in where I'm doing everything I possibly can to support and embrace and follow her career. And so my wife is an entrepreneur too. We have businesses together, but she also has her own business, uh, a real estate company. And so I do everything I possibly can to uh, to be at events, to help support her, to uh, make sure I got the kids if she has to travel, you know, whatever. We just basically switch those roles so that I can support her like she did me so many years. Man, that's powerful. So, so you know, this is interesting that you bring this up because I, I found myself in a similar situation at home, married a very successful entrepreneur. And I would imagine that when you have a an entrepreneur spouse, as a man, you find out really quickly, or at least I did, I found out really quickly, my wife didn't, I couldn't chase her with the things that used to work with other people because she didn't need that from me. Right. She didn't need my money because she had that <laughs> easily hand over this. She didn't need flash because my wife is not one of them flashy people. You wouldn't even know that she's there. My wife is not. She's just very direct to the point, kind of a real chill person. Right. She doesn't need the crowd and she didn't need all of that. So I figured one of the things that to your point about adjusting, I had to adjust even in the way that we related to one another. Because on some terms, I couldn't relate because she had 14 years ahead of me in the entrepreneur game. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Where did you see some of those things where you saw, to your point, you said, you know, you had to take some different responsibilities. Y'all had a role shift kind of in the house, which is untraditional. A lot of people will say, a role shift? What? You the man, you yeah. supposed to do that. You know, you know how the, those conversations go. Yeah. How did that, though, become rewarding for you? And how did that really communicate to her that you were you were willing to do that when you know that for you, I'm sure there was probably the also the 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 side of that says, man, like I'm really out here now, finally, like away from that identity that I used to have in the military, and mm -hmm. now I'm crafting my own. How did that play into you being able to accept those role changes and what you changed? Because I know what it did for me, but I'm just curious on on the level and then how, and, and how did your wife respond to you making those changes? Man, this is some stuff I've never, you know, sometimes you don't look inside, right? You don't really dissect yourself or the family. So I've never really put a lot of thought into it, but the main thing I can, I can think of is uh, a good leader is a good follower, right? Mm. Um, you, you have to be a good employee. If you want to be a good entrepreneur, if you want to lead a business, you have to first get in somebody else's business, work hard, be diligent, show up on time. If you can't do those things, you definitely can't run your own business. 100%. And so yeah. when, when I'm talking about shifting the role, 
I just be, I just became a good follower. I just became a good supporter of what what she wants to do. And um, I, I kind of look at it like, how could I not when when she did it for me? I mean, we're we're winning together. I mean, it's not like we're it's, it's not like I'm supporting a stranger. <laughs> hey, you're enjoying this episode, right? Well, there's something I wanted to share with you. Have you ever heard of the triangle of value? Well, it's something that I actually teach in my side hustle secrets course. See, you actually have a profession, you have practices, and you live by a set of principles. That is your triangle of value. Well, within that triangle of value, you are so valuable in the marketplace that what you know in your head, somebody else is willing to pay you in order to be able to get that information so that they can do the same thing that you're doing. But you didn't know that until now. Well, I've created something just for you. I got a course called the Side Hustle Secrets course. If you go to thesidehustlesecrets.com, you can go ahead and get into my course. I teach you how to use that triangle of value and actually be able to create you a great online profitable business. But here's the cool part. Along with that, I show you my core four strategies and how to be able to take that triangle of value and turn it into four different streams that you can be able to leverage to be able to build you a great side business and reduce the financial stress. Because listen, I know you're enjoying your job. I know you've done all the work that you needed to, to get where you are today. But I also know this between layoffs, firings, and downsizings, it's bound to happen. It happened to me twice. I don't want it to happen to you. Or at least if it does, you have something to fall back on and you don't have to hurt you and your family. I know you got a lot of information in your head and I know you could scale it. And I know there's somebody else out there who is happy willing to pay you to get that information. Well, let me show you how to do it. Go to thesidehustlesecrets.com, get the course, and let's work together to build out and build you what you need for you to have a great side business. Let's get back to the episode. Yeah, 100%. So um, how many kids do you have? We got three kids. Three kids. Yeah. What, what would you say in terms of direction now that you've had the military experience, you get, you got the entrepreneur experience, you guys are an entrepreneur household now. What would you say is the biggest thing as far as direction that you know with your kids, you you want them to to follow? Is it is is it military? Is it is it entrepreneurship? What is the, what is kind of that conversation been like in a in an entrepreneur household? Hands down, it's entrepreneurship and financial literacy. Okay. So my, my, my kids, I didn't grow up with, with this, right? I told you I, we had to have, my wife and I both had to have a mindset shift and a change because nobody in our family, nobody in our you know, legacy has ever done this, you know, in terms of entrepreneurship. So we had to do a lot of reading, a lot of uh, networking, going to events, right? And so we're, we're, we're focused on starting our kids off at a level that they don't have to go back and relearn and, and do all of that stuff. So our kids are entrepreneurs um, at heart, even the smallest business. My son, 12 years old, this summer, he was, you know, he created a business. He put out flyers and he's dog walking, he's dog sitting, things like that. And I'm, I'm talking 12 years old. He's got, you know, multiple hundred dollar bills in his wallet. You know, he's not asking us for anything. He, um, you know, he wants to buy something for the Xbox. He spends his own money. And it's uh, it's rewarding seeing that, you know, for him. Our older daughter, uh, you know, she started a business, a brick and mortar business. And, um, you know, she did very well, you know, with that and is doing great. Just mind blowing how, how well she's done with that. It's called uh, Flick Factory in Richmond, Virginia. So selfie museum. And she came to us one day and she said, 
I don't ever want to work for anybody. And I was like, whoa. Um, all right, by all means, if that's your goal, then then you can accomplish that and you can achieve that. But that came from our kids just watching us. It didn't come from us, you know, pushing that on them. I've never said you got to go this way or that way. But when they see us do it and they're a part of our business, they're ingrained. Like they do, you know, small tasks in our business all the time. So it's natural for them now. Interesting. Tell me what have you learned from your kids even since they have businesses? What are you what are you learning even about entrepreneurship watching a daughter who has a selfie museum? That is so cool to me. Like this is like a great idea. Like and your son who's out here, he's getting his hustle on, right? He's able to buy yeah. his own stuff. I just think it's cool at 12 years old. What are you learning about entrepreneurship even from them? What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Man, um, I don't know. I'm, pro I'm, pro I'm probably learning how doable it is. You know, mm. uh, you know, I have the the mindset. You know, still from the way I was raised, where I was brought up, the way society kind of breeds you that you have to have this job. Not nothing's wrong with a job, but that doesn't mean you have to have a job. You see what I'm saying? And so, if your desire is to, you know, pursue your dreams, I don't think anything's gonna you know, collapse or fall short of that. I think you can have the faith that God's going to provide, whether it's, you know, in a job or in entrepreneurship, because the job or the owner of that business, the CEO is not the provider anyway, right? The provider is, is God. So he's going to provide regardless of what platform or what, you know, avenue you're getting your, your money from. You know, it's interesting that you say that. I think the, the one thing that I have, um, I have come to understand about being an adult in a household with entrepreneurship has been watching my kids and I realize the only reason I'm not as successful or have moved in ways that I think I should be is because mm -hmm. I don't have childlike faith. Mm -hmm. See, kids don't yeah. honestly, like they don't think in terms of like, it won't work. Yeah. Everything that they do, they literally just go, that's it. Like, it's like a default of like, yeah, that's going to work. Cause I just said it and this is how I'm going to do it. And you know what I mean? Like they don't, right. they don't wonder about it. They don't sit like we do as adults and spend two years thinking about it. That's not oh, what they right. do. Right. Like, and I realize yeah. that the older that you get, we stack so many uh, limiting beliefs on ourselves that that's why we don't move. And so I, I look at kids when I hear these stories about kids having businesses and I'm just going, no, I just, my limits are too, too heavy. That's the problem. Kids don't have those limits. Have you kind of seen that as well as you, you know, watch kids and you'll see younger people building businesses? Yeah, you hit it right on the head. And um, it's, they, they don't have anything that's like you said, already been instilled in them that says you can't do this. So for them, it, it becomes the natural 
thing to just do. It's no, it's no different than, you know, going outside to play. They just say, hey, look, I've decided I want to do this or I have this idea. And granted, they have us to fall back on because if financially it doesn't work, they're not going to be homeless. So they've got, you know, that aspect of it too. But when you're growing up with that, by the time they're 30 or so, you know, monsters. Yeah. And they failed the right way. I think that's the mm -hmm. difference, right? Like, because not every business is going to work. They're going to try something and it's going to flop, right? But to know that you can flop and say, well, I'm going to go try something else, right? Like, it's just, I just think it's so cool to watch kids, you know, and realize that as adults, I'm like, no, there's a lot we can still learn from kids because kids come up with, like, when when they're serious about something, you can see it. It's yeah. just like, oh, no, they're dead serious. That this is what they're about dead to do. Serious. I just think it's yeah. great. Talk to us a little bit more about your wife. So what is it that you you said your wife's in real estate. Um, mm -hmm. how, what is what is that thing about real estate for her even that she's like, why did she choose real estate? How did she end up on that path? Hey, hey, I know you're enjoying this episode, but I wanted to stop you really quickly and just ask you, did you know about the triangle of value that you provide in your corporate job today? Yes, profession practices, and principles. And all of those, your company is leveraging. Why aren't you? I mean, actually building out your own side business. So let me show you what I'm talking about. So I built something called Side Hustle Secrets. The Side Hustle Secrets is your opportunity to be able to take the knowledge that you have in your head right now and actually learn how to build you a profitable side business. There's a ton of value of things that you're going to be able to get in here, but there's one thing that I wanted to be able to show you because I know that for many of you, you are like me. One day you woke up and realized, you know what? This job ain't enough. In fact, you realize that if something ever happened, I am going to be in trouble. And I learned a little too late. I had to go through two corporate layoffs going from almost $80,000 a year down to $9.13 work in retail because I never got it. Even though I had the title, I thought my job was secure. I never secured my own financial future. So I'm giving you the shot. Grab the link below. Go to growyoursidebusiness.com right now. Jump into the Side Hustle Secrets course. Let me show you how to take what's in your head and go build something with it. Back to the episode. I don't know how, I don't remember how she ended up on that path, but she's extremely good at it. She's, um, she's taken... Like any any business that uh, you typically start, you take your skill sets that you have from your previous career and you just build upon those. And uh, before she got into real estate, she was a nurse. And so she took her her skill sets from caring about people, from from understanding somebody's needs, those type of things. And it's transitioned so well into, um, you know, her with real estate and also. You know, with real estate, it's countless hours. People, I don't know what they think realtors do, but they work. Listen, they, they're all times of hours. We're on vacation. You know, our phone's blowing up. Um, but the customer always comes first. And, you know, we have a good relationship in terms of that. Like, I don't, I don't, you know, get upset or something like that because somebody calls because I understand I'd rather her be on the phone for 10 minutes or so dealing with a customer, making sure they're happy than her be gone, you know, 60 hours a week doing what she used to do. But that's also, that's almost been a superpower, right? So in the hospital, you're working nights, you're working weekends, you're working graveyard shifts. And so now, you know, if, if that means she's got to do this for herself, it's, it's no problem at all.
Man, I, I, I love that. And I think it's just it's so cool um, to see, you know, what, what you two have built. Let's 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 shift gears for a second. So, you know, you you started this podcast, Success Leaves Clues podcast. I highly suggest everybody, please go take a listen, subscribe to his show. His interviews are just awesome. And the people that he gets a chance to talk to, I mean, they're different. It's a, it's a different conversation and you're getting a chance to hear from people who have done it and willing to share. So I, I would highly suggest that. Yeah. But what's been your biggest aha about yourself as you have you know, gone to build out this, this show? Hmm. I would say um, consistency. The the superpower in and that I've learned through podcasting, through growing social media, all of that stuff has been consistency. You know, we we talk, uh, you know, and hearing from our mentor, you know, David Shands and everything, and other people that I even hear talk about how they've grown to millions of followers and things like that. They've all done it through consistency. And I don't think there's ever been anything in my life that I've been that consistent at. I do things. I do a lot of things fairly well, but I've never had to put out a product on a scheduled basis, nonstop, you know, and 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 remain consistent. So that's been huge. Yeah, it, it definitely has been for me as well. And I and I think the other thing that I like about uh, what you've done uh with the show is that the show is not about you yeah. it's not about you it's about the people um it's about you know i i can see the uh the leadership and the service you know really show up in what in the people that you talk to and the way you've been going about the work that you've done you, you know when you think about the the, the show, when you think about all the logistics that you got to do behind the scenes, most people just think we just get on here and just like you know, talking like it's over. Right. And it just all these things happen. I'm like, no, especially if you're a solo, it's all the stuff that you see. That person has to sit down and get that done. Right. Um, yeah. What's your least favorite part about the world of building out this this podcast, this brand and the marketing and all this other stuff? What's your least favorite part? My least favorite part is uh, people's respect for what we do in our time. Mm. So I, I've been um, stood up, you know, so to speak. You know, I've had I've had podcasts scheduled. They've had to get rescheduled. I mean, life happens. I understand that. But I'll reschedule with you once, maybe twice. After that, we're done. I'm not. You're, you're not. You're not welcome on my show. And it's just the way it is because I respect my time and what I do. So, yeah, 100%. um, yeah, so, so I've, I've, that's probably my least favorite thing. And, uh, even, you know, when we talk about the consistency and how a show has to come out and all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. So I'm planning for all of this. And then if somebody doesn't show up now, you've put me behind schedule on so many other things. So, and not to mention, I, I do other things. I have a family, I have a business. So if I schedule yeah you know, to be on your show and now I've adjusted my life, adjusted my schedule. So to me, that's, it's, it's, it's pretty disrespectful, but that's my, 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 num my number one hangup. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, um, let's look out five years from now. 
Yeah. Let's say success leaves clues has hundreds of interviews and you know you're doing, you know, you know, you're doing great. What do you want the show to be known for five years from now? I want the I want the show to be known for helping as many people as it could possibly help. Um, I want people to um, you know, reach out and comments and DMs sharing their story on how they became successful, how they were stuck in a dead end job or, you know, you know, just on their couch and couldn't get, you know, out of their own way. And just being able to say, hey, look, I, I saw this show and it helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, one day in the future, yeah. your kids are going to see this episode. And they're going to understand that dad, who's not Dr. K at home, by the way, <laughs> they're going to understand that dad has a a product that people are, you know, talking about it uh, 10 or 15 years from now. Right. So 15 years from now, your kids are going to find all oh, this. Oh, man, I remember he did this and he did that and he did that. What do you want your kids to know? 15 years from now as it relates to your reason why you would do this show right now with all that you could be doing why this right now 15 years from now when they see this interview what do you want them to know uh, i want them to know that they can't get anywhere by themselves right so it's it's about selfless service it's about altruism it's about building networks. And if they want to be successful in, in any facet, it's going to take more than just their self. And so a show like this and yours, because you do the exact same thing with helping people, um, you know, start their businesses. It, it's priceless on, on what you're doing for people. So that's what I want them to see and know. Yeah, 100 um, percent. You know, tell, tell me about, you know, I, I had a chance to kind of go through your Instagram. I'd be, I'd be scrolling through these Instagram streets okay. <laughs> and talk to me, you know, about, uh, you know, just when you think about what you're wanting to share, I saw some of the clips from um, some recent interviews that you did. I thought they were, mm -hmm. they were pretty insightful. Um, when you're, when you're like thinking about, all right, this is what I want. This is kind of the things that I'm trying to share Cause you recently had like one post that you did that got like, I think the last I checked, it was like 63,000 views on, on some posts. Had, had that happened to you before? Or was that like the first time that's ever happened to you? The first one for that many. Yeah. By far. Yeah. Wow. Okay. First so, so you have this, this, this viral post. Just talk to me about like, okay, you, you thought of this idea to do this post, tell everybody what the post was about, but then, did you know, like, it, like, did you know, or did you just, you just like, it's a hot topic right now, which it was. I mean, it was literally, I remember when you dropped it, I saw it and I'm like, yeah, everybody's talking about the situation right now. Like, and then, and then what was going on in the background? Like, did you wake up the next morning? And you were like, why does this post have this many people on it? Like, talk to me about what happened. No, let me tell you, I found out it was viral when you told me. I that now that is, are you serious? I'm dead serious. I don't check the analytics on stuff. I don't, um, I don't, I don't like, you know, as a, as an influencer, as a podcaster, we're supposed to 
know these analytics, right? We're supposed to go in, check which post does the best, all of this stuff. Honestly, I just don't have time. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a one man band and I'm doing too much. So I, I don't have time for that. But in terms of the post and why I did it, um, you kind of touched on it earlier is the limiting beliefs and stuff. I got out of my own way. Mm. And so I was trying to be so perfect. I was trying to be so perfect on social media. Um, I would do a video and all full transparency, you know, I would do a video, delete it, redo it, you know, trying to make sure the lighting was right. My kids didn't walk by. I, I said the right thing. You know what I mean? All that type of stuff. And so um, I just decided I'm, I'm posting. I'm posting however it comes, however I do it, however the thought you know, comes to my mind and I deliver it to the people. That's how I'm going to give it to them. Um, if I stutter, it gets posted. Like my, my podcast, I don't, I don't clip edit. I do an edit at the beginning of the show and the end, you know, for, you know, conversation or noise, but the whole show is what you get. If a train drives by, if somebody knocks on my door, you're going to hear it on my show because mm -hmm. I'm just giving it to you how it came out. And so uh, when it comes to that post, I think, that's probably what people resonated with is it was my honest, true feelings. Like I didn't, I didn't do it for 60,000 people to see it. I did it because I'm just posting. <laughs> right. It, that's hilarious. I didn't know it was because I told you. I, I just remember, I, and it, it was, it was actually kind of hilarious because, um, you know, I, I go and, I mean, we're all in the same masterminds. I go and look at our profiles every now and then and I'm following everybody. Yeah. The the, I promise you, this is how how it literally happened. <clears throat> it was on my Explorer page. Yeah, but of course well, you can't see numbers of a video on your Explorer page. You just see the video, and I was like, "Oh, what's this?" And I clicked on it. I I had to rewatch it to listen to what you said. I saw the numbers. I was like, "What just wait, happened?" What? And then I went and watched it, and I'm like. Well, you just having a conversation. Oh, yeah, because that's that just happened. But I'm like, why this one went so crazy? But I think it lends itself to kind of God tapping you on the shoulder going, hey, the you that is normal is best served yeah. cold, right? Like not filtered, not like, you know, and I, and I think yeah. that's just so cool that you had a meaning it wasn't overproduced. Because here's what I realize happens to a lot of people. They have something that does go viral, quote unquote, but they also mm -hmm. know they overproduced. They were perfect. They did all these things. And now because they got rewarded for it, they think I got to keep doing that. Yeah. And I think that's dangerous. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. I think it's dangerous. So the fact that you would go viral for something that like you just... <laughs> I just think it's great. I think it's I think it's cool that that's the way it happened, right? Knowing you didn't try to yeah. overproduce it, knowing you were just sharing who you are. I think that's just brilliant. Hey, you're enjoying this episode, right? Well, there's something I wanted to share with you. Have you ever heard of the triangle of value? Well, it's something that I actually teach in my side hustle secrets course. See, you actually have a profession, you have practices, and you live by a set of principles. That is your triangle of value. Well, within that triangle of value, you are so valuable in the marketplace that what you know in your head, somebody else is willing to pay you in order to be able to get that information so that they can do the same thing that you're doing. But you didn't know that until now. 
Well, I've created something just for you. I got a course called the Side Hustle Secrets course. If you go to thesidehustlesecrets.com, you can go ahead and get into my course. I teach you how to use that triangle of value and actually be able to create you a great online profitable business. But here's the cool part. Along with that, I show you my core four strategies and how to be able to take that triangle of value and turn it into four different streams that you can be able to leverage to be able to build you a great side business and reduce the financial stress. Because listen, I know you're enjoying your job. I know you've done all the work that you needed to, to get where you are today. But I also know this between layoffs, firings and downsizings, it's bound to happen. It happened to me twice. I don't want it to happen to you. Or at least if it does, you have something to fall back on and you don't have to hurt you and your family. I know you got a lot of information in your head and I know you could scale it. And I know there's somebody else out there who is happy willing to pay you to get that information. Well, let me show you how to do it. Go to thesidehustlesecrets.com, get the course, and let's work together to build out and build you what you need for you to have a great side business. Let's get back to the episode. So Yeah, so as soon as you told me, I grabbed my phone and I, I showed it to my wife. I was like, I was like, yo, this post is that's so hilarious. I did not know that story. That's, that's hilarious. That's funny. So, so, um, you know, you've got, you, you got the, you got the podcast rolling. Um, you're, you're interviewing different guests. Um, what's next for you in the show? Like what's the, what's the immediate thing next that you have on your sites that, that you want to make happen? Yeah. So the immediate thing I want to do is I want to, I want, I want to create a show that has a collaboration. So I'm a, I'm a solo host and I don't know, again, I could be overthinking it, but I want to have a show that I can dialogue with a co-host or multiple, you know, co-hosts and, and create a second segment. So I'll still have my Wednesday segment that drops every Wednesday, but I want to have something, whether it be on a Monday, Friday, whatever, got to be consistent. And then, um, you know, we could talk about other things. It doesn't necessarily have to be business. It could be uh, life development. It could be political. I don't know exactly what that will be, but I think once I find the right host and we have that cohesion, it'll it'll be natural. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's the beauty of podcasting is that you can test and learn from things, but then also you never know why somebody will gravitate, right? Until you try it. And then you try it and you realize, man, people really liked that style, right? Um, I was telling my wife, so my wife is really into uh, true crime, right? Like she, oh, all, oh man, yeah. she yeah. listens <laughs> to the shows in the cars. It's that bad, right? So she's not really into podcasting, so to speak, like, you know, like I am, right? Uh, and and um, so uh, I showed her that now there's a true crime like area in podcasting land. So now she's listening to all know. of these shows, right? That are all about, like, I just saw this one that's, um, it's, I think it's called uh, Prosecutors. And it's mm. from a guy, it's a very popular show from a guy who is a prosecutor. And he's like, I listen to all of these true crime shows and nobody, it's never from the prosecutor's perspective. And I was like, oh, that is interesting, right? Yeah. So, um, I just love the diversity of what you can try, right? You can do different things and there's a group of people out there that'll rock with it. Cause they're like, I want to yeah. know that. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, what's the, you know, we talked about what you, what you like. We talked about kind of your next thing. 
What's the scariest part about doing the podcast for you? Um, probably like anything is that it won't work, you know, that mm. nobody will. I mean, you put out this content. And that's why I say I try to do a lot of it for it's for the viewer. But I just I do it knowing as long as as long as I clap for myself, I'm happy. You know, what I mean? yeah, but but there's always that. There, there's always that fear, that concern is that you're going to fail or that something's not going to work out uh, for you. And so that's probably the biggest concern is that you'll you'll do all this work. You'll spend all this money because it's not cheap podcasting either. And um, and it just won't work out. Nobody will listen to it. Nobody will like it. You won't resonate with people. Yeah, 100 percent. So uh, how do you overcome that fear for you? Like, what do you, what are the things that you do to to, you know, just get it done. Yeah. So like everything I do, I just do it afraid. So the fear doesn't leave. Mm. Uh, we talked about, you know, I know you're an investor. I invest, um, you know, you got to have a little bit of grit and guts if you're going to go into entrepreneurship or business. And I don't think any of us do it unafraid, right? The, the fear of the unknown is still there. The fear of failure is still there, but you just do it. You know, and, and then you look back and you're like, oh, what was I worried about? <laughs> yeah, it, it tends to happen like that. The more times that you do something, um, you know, as we wrap up here, you know, um, I always like to make sure that uh, the, the person who's listening to this today is probably, mm -hmm. you know, uh, really, you know, got an idea or they're just trying to learn how to grow their side business. Right. Um, and they really want to, you know, make the next move. What words of advice would you have for somebody who's who, who's kind of like, you know, like you where they're ambitious. They know that they have something, but maybe to your point, right, maybe they're just afraid that, hey, nobody's going to either buy or nobody's going to watch or, you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not going to get the interaction that I'm that I'm looking for, but I really believe in what I'm doing as a side business. What advice would you have for that person? Mm. That person, if they want to start a side business that they eventually want to turn into a larger business or they want to grow their side business, the first thing they've got to do is, is these two things. They've got to become the kind of customer that they expect to have. So when they're going to other people's businesses, other people's establishments, they've got to treat those people's businesses with respect. They've got to be willing to spend money with those people like you expect somebody to spend money with you. And so it's, it's going to reciprocate back into your business. And on the other side, you have to start to be the employee that you expect to have, because one day you're going to grow this business. You're going to want to have employees. You're going to want to have business partners. So you've got to start being ethical at work. You've got to start showing up on time at work. Stop coming to work with a mindset of I hate this job. I'm not doing this or that's outside of my job description. Take your job for everything that it has to offer because they've already got the infrastructure. Learn it. Learn their infrastructure. Learn their business processes. Learn their SOPs. Um, learn how their, their management skills and tactics are. Learn how they're marketing and then translate those into your business and Ultimately, just just make sure you're being the best possible employee you can. You should go to work, actually, with the mindset of um, of ownership. Act like you own your task. You own the thing that you're doing 
uh, for this corporation or for this company and you know change the mindset that way and it'll be so much easier to transition and and translate those skills into your own business oh, man what well said wow uh i did not expect that one i appreciate that one that's gonna be on the clip by the way on ig just so you know Ho hopefully that one goes viral <laughs> right <laughs> so um you know lastly um you know i i just definitely appreciate the 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 conversations we've been able to have the support yeah. the the way you know we've been able to um you know just be able to connect and really create uh, something that i believe personally will be long term as we're as we're building our businesses tell everybody how they can find you um and give everybody a little bit of understanding of you know uh where they can find the success leaves clues podcast Hey, well, I appreciate the plug, Chris. Thanks a lot. Um, so the show is on every platform, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, you know, Amazon, wherever you listen to podcasts at. And it's Success Leaves Clues Podcast. And then on every platform, I'm at Dr. K Washington. Awesome, man. Well, listen, it's a pleasure having you. I appreciate you. I hope you and your family have a great holiday time. Uh, listen, if you've enjoyed this episode, there's a couple of things I'm going to ask you to do. Number one, I'm going to ask that you share this episode with somebody that you know. The other thing I'll ask is, listen, it takes literally five to 10 seconds. I know you found this show because somebody either told you about it or it popped up in a search for you. And now you're enjoying the benefits of being able to talk be a part of our community and learn more so that you can grow your side business. Well, there's somebody else out there that knows you that doesn't know we exist. Would you leave a review? If you would leave a review across any platform on where you actually uh, find our information, it would be extremely helpful, not to me, but so that the other person who's just like you looking for a community like this, looking for conversation, will also be able to find it. So thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you so much for tuning in. Leave us a comment, leave us a review. And until the next time, I hope you guys continue to take massive action on building and growing your own successful side business. Take care and we'll see you in the next one. If you're still putting in work after your nine to five, there's a podcast packed with tips you don't want to miss. Supercharge your motivation and grow your side hustle toolkit with the podcast, Grow Your Side Business with host Chris Williams. Each episode features all the advice, ideas, and strategies you need to become a better side business owner. And you'll learn to grow a better business. On Grow Your Side Hustle, host Chris Williams interviews professionals who started their side businesses just like you and learn from their stories to use as the keys to your success. Let your side business flourish with the actionable tips and strategies delivered with every episode. It's time for action and the Grow Your Side Business podcast with host Chris Williams to your podcast playlist right now. Available on Spotify and your favorite podcast platform.